The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and publisher of Regenerate Magazine that you can check out at regeneratemagazine.com. Thank you so much for joining us, whether it's live or on demand. We love and appreciate all of our listeners and want to support you and everyone who embrace the notion that although you may be members by birth of the baby boom generation or Gen X or Gen Y, you can choose to be members of Generation Regeneration or Gen R by the daily choices you make to regenerate your body, mind, spirit, lifestyle, and career. And our guests today are Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chard, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. By women, for women, the mission of Smart Fit Chicks is to use research-proven techniques to empower others to create healthy lifestyles, both in body and mind. The vision of Smart Fit Chicks is to become the leading research-based health and wellness resource for women. They aim to create an online community of women who support one another in the pursuit of health and well-being. You can learn more about their work at smartfitchicks.com. Now, Kelly is a native Californian, loves good weather, healthy foods, and an active lifestyle. She just started her first year of her PhD studies at Clemson University, where she plans on studying the psychological aspects of behavior change, particularly with self-esteem in young women. Kelly was practically raised in a gym, so her affinity for adopting a healthy lifestyle is natural, and she'd like for everyone to be as comfortable with that. Welcome to the show, Kelly. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thanks. And Chrissy, our other guest, recently completed her PhD in the Department of Health and Exercise Science at Colorado State University and is now a faculty member with the Colorado School of Public Health. Her research focuses on physical activity in children and health behavior change. Originally from Denver, she has many years of experience in both personal training as well as health and wellness coaching. She loves living an active lifestyle, always learning about the newest ways to challenge her body and mind. Welcome, Chrissy. It's great to have you here, too. Thank you so much. You both are very welcome. Now, let's start by discussing the mission of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. It's to use research-proven techniques to empower others to create healthy lifestyles, both in body and mind, as I mentioned in the intro. And my understanding is that there are two parts to this. The first is educating about better choices to make for those who may not be aware. And the second is modifying behavior, which is something you both study, for those who have the information but need to modify their behavior to implement it. So let's talk about the education aspect first. And we'll focus on women now, and we'll address your program for girls in the next segment. So Chrissy, can you tell us more about the techniques that you use to provide this information in an accessible way to women? Yeah, sure. So we are very, what I would call, non-traditional in the way that we coach. And what I mean by that is we spend a lot of time on the front end understanding our clients and where they are, both in their behavior as well as their knowledge around healthy um, living. So a lot of what we do on the front end is really understanding what their current knowledge is. And from there, then we sort of tailor our strategies based on where they're at. So it's, it's very non-prescriptive, and it's a technique that's called motivational interviewing that I'll touch on again here in a little while, but that's ah. really the focus. Okay, interesting. Now, once they have the information, 
actually using it as a whole other bowl of wax, right? <laughs> because absolutely, yeah, modifying behavior can be tricky. So how do you help them with that? Yeah, so that's where this technique called motivational interviewing really comes into play. Okay. And what motivational interviewing, or I'll call MI, really does is it's a very client-centered way of coaching. So rather than telling individuals what they need to do, it's about drawing out from them what they feel like they need or want to do. And so by, by starting where the client is and helping them move along their own individual um, sort of scale, we're able to really help them achieve their goals. So we're not telling them what to do. We're drawing out from them what they would like to do and helping with the support and accountability to get them there. Okay, that's that sounds really good. So, is an example of that, like um, if you have a parent who is not, say, physically healthy enough to play with their children as much as they want to, maybe what you would do is focus on their strong desire to be able to do that. Um, yeah, use that is the starting yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, and you sort of find out from them. We take a very, very much a strength-based approach. So we really find out from our clients what they feel like their real strengths are, whether that's around healthy living or not. And then we find out ways to really draw on those strengths to help them make these behavior changes in their lifestyle. So yes, it's absolutely things like, you know, I want to be able to keep up with my kids. Um, I want to be my grandchildren, you know, whatever it is, um, we really draw on that and make that the center of our motivation as we're helping them through this path and journey. Okay. That sounds like it makes a lot of sense because it's focusing on the positive and what the desired result is instead of just instructions, which absolutely probably have a, a more limited success rate. They're just, just it's hard to get motivated about instructions as opposed to something like playing with your kids or your grandkids, which is great. Right. So yeah. now Kelly, yeah, what's your what's your perspective on this? What would you like to add? Well, you know, I actually, we're, we coach and we have the same company, so I, uh, I use the exact same technique. That's kind of how all the coaches with Smart Fit Chicks, um, how we work with our clients. And we use it because it is so founded in research and that we've found how successful it's been. The MI technique started, Christy will chat a lot more about this later, but, you know, it started with um, trying to change behaviors with substance abuse, and then they started using that with other behaviors like like health behaviors. and you know, in addition to focusing on what their strengths are, we also, during our kind of our initial meetings with them, try to really ask the right questions for them to realize not only what they want to achieve, but what is the gap there and, and what really exists, why they haven't achieved it in the past, and then what are their strengths to kind of slowly take some steps to get there. Ah, okay. And as we mentioned, your companies focus on women and girls, smart fit chicks and smart fit girls. Why is it, Kelly, that you are passionate about helping these groups in particular? Uh, uh, girls, you mean? Um, yeah, women and girls. Uh, yeah, And women. Well, I'm a little biased because I am a girl. <laughs> I'm a woman. Yes. So, um, so I think there's just a, a sort of a natural inclination to to have empathy for women who and how they feel. And I think there's a connection there. So when we work with our clients and they talk about times that they don't feel beautiful in front of their husband and when they reflect back on when they're in middle school and how painful the period of time that was, you know, I think we can identify with that and understand that level of, um, of emotion. And I think, you know, then I think that was kind of the start of my interest truly. And that's kind of what started smart fit chicks and, um, and then when I started my PhD, I'm actually, um, this is crazy, going to be starting my fourth year now, actually, at Clemson. And so I oh, have sorry. done a lot of research on this population. And the more I research it, the more I'm realizing that it is um, a population that needs more um, effort placed on it. You know, we, it's a, there's definitely a health disparity when it comes to adolescent girls. And, you know, we're going to an event later today where we're going to kind of try to win some money for smart fit girls. And our big kind of plea here is that, you know, women, these girls, they grow up to be women and women have such an influence on their families. They have an influence on our communities. And so it's, it's a major public health um, issue here. Yes, totally agree. Chrissy, how about you? 
Yeah, I think I would really, you know, echo what Kelly is saying, um, that girls, you could argue, are a disparate population when it comes to health, not only physical health, but mental health, emotional health as well. Um, and, you know, we, we looked into the literature and it's so clear that girls from, you know, first grade on, there's a gap between how much physical activity girls get and how much boys get. And when you pair that with knowing that physical activity affects your self-esteem and your body image, and it's sort of this, you know, cyclic relationship between those three, it just is a, it made perfect sense to us that we really needed to intervene in this population and particularly these younger girls. All right. That sounds really good. And I couldn't agree with you more. And we'll get in the next segment, we'll talk more about smart fit girls And I could just imagine that the pressure on girls is even greater today than it probably was when we were growing up. I'm in my late 40s. Um, There wasn't the internet and social media and all these messages constantly bombarding you about how you should look and how you should be. So kudos to you guys for working with women and girls. I really love what you're doing. So thank you for that introduction. And let's get ready now for our first break. But before we do, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor for today's show. At Gen R Radio, we appreciate that food is medicine and the basis of good health. Culture dairy is an important part of gut healing and immune health. Learn how to make your own yogurt, kefir, and cream fresh at home with Monica Carrado's new ebook on culturing dairy. Part two of the series on cooking techniques for the gut and psychology syndrome diet. This ebook is available at selenriverpress.com. That's S-E-L-E-N-E riverpress.com. Now let's get going to that break. Thanks everyone for joining us today. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chard, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. They're doing great group with the great work with these groups. Stay close and we'll see you in a jiffy with more great stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here today with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chart, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. And in the last segment, they introduced us to their programs for women and girls. And we started talking about how important it is to intercept girls, to help them with things like physical activity and self-esteem and these things will that'll impact them for the rest of their lives. So, Kelly, we started talking about smart fit girls. Can you describe what your programs are like for them? I understand it's an after-school program. So how often do you meet with them and how long and, and what do you guys do? Sure. Um, so we meet for 10 weeks and it's two times a week for two hours each time. And the first hour of the program, we focus on activities that are specifically geared to improve body image and self-esteem. And the second hour, we focus on physical activity. And Smart Fit Girls is novel in the fact that we introduce them primarily to a form of physical activity that girls often don't get um, exposed to, and that's resistance training or lifting weights. We also teach them the basics of anatomy and nutrition. And uh, we've been studying, actually, the impact of Smart Fit Girls. And what's really wonderful is we have seen significant improvements, not only in their self-esteem and their body image, but also in their physical activity enjoyment. And that is a key player there because that's, that's what's going to indicate whether or not these girls continue to do the, the exercises and the physical activity as they grow older. And um, it's really wonderful. A lot of people ask us, you know, well, why resistance training? And um, in addition to being something that Chrissy and I are really passionate about, um, it's something that that these girls, like I said earlier, they don't get exposed to, but it's also different than running or other forms of physical activity that oftentimes these girls associate with weight loss or getting smaller. And so by teaching these girls what they can accomplish when their bodies are strong, we're empowering them towards a healthier perspective of the woman's body. Oh, okay. And I know that resistance training is really good for women, especially as you get maybe into your 40s and 50s because it helps with bone density and such. So you you just stated one benefit for the girls, but are there other physiological benefits as well for them to doing resistance training? Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to back up a little bit. So what a lot of people may not realize is that a majority of our bone growth happens when we're adolescents. And middle, middle school girls, that is the prime age to build bone. And so while we have definitely done a great job from a public health standpoint to say, okay, if you're an older woman, you need to start lifting weights and have some yep. calcium and vitamin D, really preemptively, we need to actually start having these kids, particularly girls, do activities like strength training that have um, the ability to build bone. And so that's definitely important. Um, But, you know, resistance training is one of the best things for weight maintenance. Not to say that girls need to focus on that, because that's not really where we come from at that age, but it does help with weight maintenance. It helps um, build bone mass and as well as muscle mass, um, and it improves their agility and coordination. It makes them comfortable in their own bodies, and this isn't physiological, but it really, it makes them empowered so that activities of daily living, they feel like they can do. So, carrying their own groceries or, well, maybe they're helping their mom or dad with groceries, (laughs) (laughs) pushing, you know, mowing the lawn and things that if you think about society tells a girl at a young age what she can or cannot do, when she's stronger, she's more able to push those limits. Yes, totally agree. And I just learned something there about adolescence and bone growth. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. So I can really see why you want to emphasize that for that age group. Now, what yep. about other mental benefits as a result of this exercise? Does it help girls with it, with their schoolwork, with learning, and, and th- important things oh, like gosh. that? Yeah, so they have done some studies with um, resistance training, and those, just like other forms of physical activity like cardiovascular training with adolescents, adolescents who are more physically active are going to have an improved body image as well as an improved self-esteem. And self-esteem is one of those things that we kind of talk about a lot about And I think it's a hot topic and a hot word or hot phrase, but the truth is it is so important for adolescents because when they have a high self-esteem, they're more likely to have um, high success in their careers later in life. They're more likely to be successful in their academic careers when they're actually in school. And I, I think arguably more important, they're more likely to have successful relationships because 
if they have a high self-esteem themselves, they're going to be able to have a great relationship with their kids when they grow older, with their husband and wife. And so it's, it's such a key part of who we are as individuals that it's often overlooked when we think about the impact of physical activity. Yes, for sure. Now, you also mentioned that you teach about nutrition. And one thing we talk a lot about on the show, and in fact, our sponsor, we talk a lot about food is medicine, how important that is in terms of proactively staying healthy. So Chrissy, what do you teach your girls about food and nutrition? Yeah, that's great. It's a, another piece of our curriculum. There's, there's a couple things that go into it. So we use the MyPlate recommendations um, because they're sort of the, the national guidelines. Um, and what I should mention as I'm describing these things, we had an RD, a registered dietitian, review our curriculum prior to um, implementing it with the girls, which I think is a really important piece because, you know, you, you don't want to step too far out of your area of expertise. And, and nutrition is a, a tricky thing, right? There's lots that goes into it. You know, you bring your relationship with food into it. And so that was a really important thing for us to um, go about doing was having somebody review this before we, we started. So we ended up um, focusing on, like I said, the MyPlate recommendations, then we also teach about macronutrients, right, fat, protein, and carbohydrate, and the importance of each, uh, as well as the micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, and what those things do for your body. Um, we try to take a very applied approach so that they learn, you know, hands-on and in real life what these things are doing for them. And then we also start that conversation of um, emotions and how our emotions can be tied to food um, yeah. to really just help them start thinking through that and, and giving them an outlet to discuss it in a safe space. So do you find that food and eating tends to be a hot button issue with girls in this age group? Um, I think, and Kelly might have a different perspective. I don't think girls, for some of our girls, they haven't yet gotten to that point where those relationships are really ingrained. Mm. Uh, and that's part of why we like to address this on the front end um, yeah. is, is a little bit of a preventative measure, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, did you have anything to add to that? Just, I'm just asking that because of all the issues mm. with say eating disorders and so forth mm. with girls, because they're trying to fit this unachievable standard. Um, do, are yeah, you finding so that? So I'm sure I, I could give you guys another statistic that is kind of shocking. 40% yeah. of adolescent girls aged 9 to 10 report having been or are currently on a diet. Oh, my goodness. And is that not shocking? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm just rubbing my brow right now for that. It's just like. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and truthfully, if I look back to when I was that age, that is that age when I can remember being on my first diet. And or quote unquote diet, you know, being yeah. very aware of what I was putting in my body and not in a healthy way. Yeah. And you're right, you brought up social media. That's definitely important. But as our research looks into it, in addition to social media, it is the impact of the parents and Ooh. and the moms in particular, and that relationship between mothers and daughters and their relationship with food and physical activity is so impactful. And, um, and so important. And I, you know, in the programs that I've run out in South Carolina, you know, a lot of my girls will talk to me about how they are started diets and they've started diets with their moms and they're already so aware of what they quote unquote should and should not eat that um, you can imagine what it would feel like 10 years later when they're still fighting the battle. And so the purpose of our program when it comes to nutrition is to get them to a place where they realize that you know, eating healthy is so important, but yes. more important is getting yourself to a place where you respect your body and you love your body and you don't feel guilty for having a piece of cake once in a while. But at the same time, you know that you need to feed it healthy for a majority of the time and that's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that you brought up self-love because it seems like that's the basis for many behaviors that if you have that love for your body, then you will naturally want to nourish it. You will see food as nourishment for your body. And sure. I mean, I, I know I love chocolate. I probably have a little piece of it every day. Um, you you got to do that kind of fun stuff too. But by and large, it's about 
loving yourself and looking at food as, as nourishment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you help your girls get to a point with just love, like self-love, like really just loving and accepting themselves? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and, and truthfully, Sandra, if, if we were to be honest, that's the goal of our program, right? Yeah. We're, we're so glad when we see improvements in physical activity, enjoyment, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, what we look for and what we continue to see with these girls is at the end of these 10 weeks, they just love themselves. And it yes. is an incredible thing to be a part of. Um, wow. One of the specific activities that I'll speak to that really does address it at a, in a very direct way we do this really awesome whiteboard activity. So one of the girls will sit with her back to the whiteboard and the rest of the girls take whiteboard markers and they write down things about the girl that they see, positive affirmations about the girl. So they might say, you're beautiful, you're strong, you're so confident, you're so good at listening, you're so good at soccer, whatever it is. Um, And then the girl turns around and sees all of these incredible things that everybody else thinks about her. And it's this incredible way of really focusing on what you're good at and what, what, you know, the things that are, are really attractive to all the other girls, what, what really stands out to the other girls about you. Um, And so that's one of our favorite activities that we do. Um, And then we also sort of talk about some ways to improve your self-esteem, things like um, recognizing your negative self-talk and, um, you know, volunteering, right? Having more of an others focus versus a self-focus. So those are some of the ways that we we address it in our program. Nice. Yeah, I really like the point that you made that the self-love is really the, the root goal that you have because it drives so many other things and it will drive them to use the information that you're giving them about nutrition and about exercise and all of those things. So, all right. Well, thank you for all that information and it's time for our next break now. Before we go, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. Although we're not discussing food a lot today, we do at Gen R Radio appreciate that food is medicine and the basis of good health. If you're not familiar with the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Nutrition Protocol, get the book that Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride says everyone needs. Veronica Corrado's cookbook, Meat Stock and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet. This book is available at CelineRiverPress.com. Now let's get ready for that break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chard, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. Stay tuned, and we'll see you with more great stuff on the flip side. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You, too, can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chart, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. And in the last segment, we were talking about Smart Fit Girls and the work that Kelly and Chrissy do with girls to improve their self-esteem, self-love, the way they take care of themselves. And the one question I'd like to ask about that before we move on to Smart Fit Chicks is about bullying. Now, uh, Kelly or Chrissy, do you find that the work that you do with these girls helps them deal with that so much better and not become victims of it? Like we hear young people even taking their lives as a result of it, which is just horrible. Yeah, you know, it's it's getting to be a very real and very severe problem. And I would say across the board, every one of our girls can speak to a very real experience that they've had of feeling not blank enough, right? Not good yes. enough, not pretty enough, not strong enough, whatever that is. Um, so we have an activity in our curriculum that we absolutely love, and it's called Take What You Need. Mm. And it's, we create a, a huge poster, and we fill the poster with small sticky notes, again, of sort of positive affirmations. Um, and we hang it up in the school. And as kids walk by, if they need a positive affirmation, right, you're amazing, you're so strong, you're so smart, whatever those things are, they walk by the poster and they take one of those sticky notes and then they Ooh. hang it in their locker or put it in their backpack or whatever it might be. Um, and at most of the time, those sticky notes are gone so fast <laughs> uh, teachers have even asked us to refill the sticky notes and whatnot because so many students are are participating. Wow. Okay. Yes. So this program for girls is important for so many reasons. And the increase in the amount of bullying that goes on, it, that, that's just another huge reason why girls need this type of support and information. So, so kudos to you guys for working with this age group. That's really great. (laughs) Now let's talk about your work with women in a bit more detail. Um, Let's talk about physical health and self-esteem with women. Now, Chrissy, what types of programs that you have for that age group? Yeah. So I'll, I'll sort of remind us that we've been talking about the motivational interviewing. Um, And that, again, it's a very non-prescriptive approach. So while we certainly keep the physical activity guidelines in mind, right, which say 150 minutes of moderate physical activity a week, two to three days of strength training, we always are keeping those in the back of our mind when we're working with our women clients. Yeah. But we're really starting wherever they are. So for some women, their goal that week might be a 10-minute walk four days a week. And if that's what's a doable yet challenging goal for them, that's what we stick with. Uh, So it's a very, like I said, non-prescriptive, the client's deciding what they'd like to set as a goal for themselves, and we're just providing that guidance, that accountability and support that they need to really get there. Yeah, okay. So what's the ideal amount of exercise that we should all strive to get? Um, We might not all be there yet, but what should we ultimately strive for in terms of uh, aerobic exercise and resistance training? You you gave some numbers there. Yep, yep. It's uh, 150 minutes of moderate physical activity or 75 minutes of vigorous physical activity Mm. or some combination of the two. 
as well as strength training two to three days per week. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like really there's no time in our lives when strength training isn't a good idea. Is that safe to say? Because we just were going over how helpful it is for adolescents because of the bone growth that's going on. And then once you are an adult, you want to hang on to it. So is that true? Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, even into um, older populations, there's incredible benefits. Even if you haven't been strength training your whole life of starting a strength training program, they see incredible improvements Mm -hmm. um, when they start a, a strength training program. Yeah. And there are a variety of ways to go about that. Um, I know that I recently joined a gym and they have a class called, they call it group power. And it's where you have, it's a group and you're working with weights. You have a barbell and hand weights and there's music and there's moves. And it's just so much fun. I love it. I had tried doing weight training just on a circuit before and that just didn't work for me just walking around by myself i just i just found that boring but a class like that i love it (laughs) that's wonderful yep and that's what it's about right figuring out for our clients what's going to work best is it is it a class and if so then that's wonderful and that's the goal that we shoot for yes yep that's right yeah so there are ways to do weight training which is fun so just, just want to put that out there because I found it for myself <laughs> and, and I really enjoy it. Now, Kelly, um, one thing that women may be struggling with as well is weight loss. And one thing that I'm reading a lot about is how difficult it is to keep the weight off that uh, you may lose it. Uh, but then keeping it off can be a whole other issue. So do the programs that you do with self-esteem and self-love, do they sort of get at that issue and, and help your clients keep the weight off? Yeah, so I would say probably the biggest problem with most people who try to lose weight is that they're so anxious and worried and stressed about the weight loss in itself, that they forget about all the behavior changes that actually need to happen in the meantime for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes with my clients, and I think Chrissy would say the same, is that while they might come in saying that that's why they're there is to lose weight, yeah. really the, the big impact that we have is helping them realize what small things are happening in their life that they can actually change, what behaviors are there that they can change that can be lifelong, sustainable behaviors that are realistic to them, that is key, that will ultimately have an outcome goal of becoming weight loss. But in the meantime, there is these very important small behaviors that need to happen and changes that need to happen for that long-term outcome to happen, Mm. a weight loss. Can you give some examples? Like what have you seen in some of your clients in terms of those behaviors? Sure. Um, So I would say every single one of my clients I've had so far, there is a level of anxiety around how they feel about their body. Yeah. And until we can navigate that and start coming to a place where they appreciate what their bodies can currently do, there's going to be no way that we can move forward because it's, it's, it's so hard to move forward if you don't see that yeah, I might be 150 pounds overweight, but I can still run three miles and I can still do this. And society doesn't have to dictate that just because my body looks this way, I can't do this certain movement or feel this certain way about my body. And um, it's really going back to self-love. And that's cheesy to say, but really, if you don't have some level of that self-love that's there, it's very difficult to move forward and truly achieve what you want to achieve. And for many people, that is weight loss. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't agree with what you're saying about self-love for women uh, as well, because I know personally, I was in a very sedentary, stressful job for about eight years and put on probably about 15 to 20 pounds, which I ultimately lost. And one thing I realized is that though I wasn't happy with myself at that weight, I wanted to do better. I wasn't going to dislike or despise myself into a healthy state. Uh, like you said, you have to 
love where you're at at that moment. You may want to change and do better, but if it's coming from a place of judgment or dislike within yourself, it's, it's going to be hard to get there. It's going to be very hard to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, this is very related to another thing I wanted to bring up, which is just the self-talk. And a couple of segments ago, you had mentioned the negative self-talk. And boy, is that a big hairy beast. That's something that just goes on in our minds so often we probably don't even realize it's there most of the time. So how do you help your clients identify and change that self-talk to something which is much more positive? Yeah, I think, I think I'd like to first start off by saying I don't think it's realistic that we'll ever get to a place where we're always just so positive and always yeah. thinking great about ourselves. <laughs> I, I would love that. I agree um, with but that. that's not realistic. I think what is more realistic is saying, is recognizing that, you know, maybe I have been too hard on myself and starting yeah. to realize when, when we do say negative things about ourselves, what, what behaviors and patterns are there? Is it when you try on clothes or is it when you're getting ready in the morning? Um, when, is it when you're stressed out after a hard day at work and starting to recognize those patterns and figuring out when they are saying those negative things themselves? And then, because that's the first step, is recognizing it. And then once they do recognize it, is what can you do in replace of that? When, yes. If you do feel like you're not fitting in your jeans well, allow yourself that moment to feel that way because you need to feel those feelings. And then go on and say, but you know what? I'm working hard and I just did a kick-ass workout. I don't know if I can swear on the radio, but I just did. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I We're passionate people I here. Think it's, <laughs> um, I think it's that. I think it's that, that being real and allowing themselves that feeling, because I think that's also something that a lot of people don't do is, is recognizing that it's okay to embrace the sadness and the anger and all of that so long as we allow ourselves to move forward, you know? And, um, and that's, that's how we help our clients. If, um, oftentimes our clients will text us or email us and if they're having a particularly bad day and they can't kind of navigate them, that themselves, we can ask those questions in a way that makes them think about it in maybe a, maybe a more positive light than they were thinking about it themselves. Yes. I think uh, an important thing that you just said there was allowing yourself to feel because from what I understand, a lot of folks will engage in behaviors like eating or other things to push down those feelings. They don't want to feel them. So they do something to push them away. Whereas what you're saying is you have to feel, you have to acknowledge, and then you move forward in a more positive way. So that Absolutely. Makes- Yeah, that makes great sense. Okay, thank you for all this wonderful information about your Smart Fit Chicks approach to helping women. And let's get now ready for our final break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chard, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. See you in a few for our final segment. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Kelly Walters and Chrissy Chard, founders of Smart Fit Chicks and Smart Fit Girls. And we covered so much in- interesting information about how they help girls and women with so many issues regarding health and wellness, mental and physical. Now, Chrissy, let's talk about a topic that you're familiar with and that many, many women are also familiar with, and that is pregnancy, as you recently had a child. So on your website, you have some blogs about the benefits of an active pregnancy. So what was your pregnancy like, and how active were you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, It looked uh, up and down, right? There were times during that first (laughs) trimester when, you know, you're so sick that you can kind of barely do any sort of activity. Um, My goal the entire time was to do as much movement as I could, and that felt comfortable. So Mm. there was a period of eight weeks when I um, had some limitations and I was allowed only to swim and walk, which for me is challenging because strength training is such a huge part of my, um, my identity, really, and the form of physical activity I most love. So it, it was about embracing what I could do and accepting that my body was telling me that there were things I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after those eight weeks of limitations, I could get back to my strength training. And I did that up to the very day that um, I went into labor. Wow. So, so um, it, it had its ups and downs, but, but truthfully, I sort of kept the goal of, like I said, just being active, as active as my body was was letting me be. Yeah. And what would you say the benefits are for the mom and the baby of physical activity like that? Yeah, that's a great question. There are, to your point, independent benefits for each. So for mom, um, you know, it's, it's easier labor, it's easier recovery, it's a decreased risk of preeclampsia, right, high blood pressure during pregnancy, um, a decreased risk of gestational diabetes, and also improved mental health, lower risk for depression, um, both during pregnancy and postpartum. And uh-huh. then for the child, there's also um, some really interesting research coming out around um, their physical activity later in life based on how active mom was. So the okay. more physical activity mom accumulated during her pregnancy, the more likely that child is to become a physically active person later in life. Yes. Okay. So how much would you say is too much activity while you're pregnant? Because you said your guideline was what felt right and good for you. So what would, your, what would you suggest would be a good way to yeah. judge, yeah, what's too much? So I would say, you know, it starts by working with your doctor, right? And, and making sure that yeah. you understand the guidelines. And the guidelines are pretty simple that you can continue doing whatever you were doing pre-pregnancy um, as long as it's comfortable for you and um, there are no sort of risks, so things like contact sports, for example. Um, but, but other than that, those things can be continued. So I, I am a very firm believer in listening to your body, and, you know, that's challenging because I think a lot of times we... We, we don't do that, right? We have so many other external cues yes. that it took really um, being a very internally motivated person to understand what, what feels good for my body, when do I need to stop, um, when can I push myself a little bit, and also um, working with my doctor as well. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's really good advice. Thank you for all of that. Now, as we get to wrap up the show, Kelly, can you tell us, where can our listeners find Smart Fit Girls and Smart Fit Chicks, both 
online, on the web, social media? Where are your programs at? Talk to us. Great. Yeah, no problem. So um, we are currently, we have Smart Fit Girls in South Carolina and Wyoming and Colorado. And our goal is to continue to disseminate our program. We have recently started partnering with the City of Fort, Fort Collins Parks and Recreation Program. And that partnership with Parks and Recreation, I think, is a partnership that we're going to continue to grow and build because they have a great platform. And in addition to being able to run Smart Fit Girls after school, actually in school, Parks and Rec allows us to reach a lot more girls from different schools. So our reach is just is going to be huge and expanding. Right. As right. far as um, coaching with Smart Fit Chicks, the beauty of how we coach, we coach online. And so we use nice. um, Skype and Google Hangout, however they prefer. And we um, have different coaching packages. But I've had clients in California. I've had, I live in South Carolina right now. And I've had clients in California. I've had clients in Colorado. Um, Chrissy's had clients all over. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the beauty of technology is um, – we work with people all over. And um, as far as social media goes and how you can reach us there, um, our, um, if you just put in Smart Fit Girls and Smart Fit Chicks, you'll find us right away. Um, and we're working on Smart Fit Girls' website. Currently, uh, there's just a tab under smartfitchicks.com, um, but we will have that website up. We're pretty easy to find. Even if you Google us, you'll find us. So uh, good. that feels pretty good. I feel like we've accomplished things in life. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Good. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining me today. This is a lot of great information about your programs for girls and women. And I wish you all the best in developing your businesses and reaching and helping many more people. Thank you so much, Sandra. We really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show today. You are so welcome. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will be here again next week, same time, same place. And our guest will be phenomenal business coach, J.P. Morgan Jr. Thanks again for stopping by, everyone, today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.